Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and today we are going to share um, on our baptism into Christ. We're in a series uh, called Christian Foundations, and we're really looking at the foundational doctrines of Christ, the essential doctrines that are necessary for us to build our house, our, the house of our life, as it were, the house of our character. And these foundational doctrines are called the milk of the word. And if you like, they're the ground floor of the house that we're to build. They, they teach us how to build upon the foundation. And the foundation is Christ himself. And we need to build on that foundation. And we've especially emphasized in this series so far the first two, which is repentance from dead works and faith toward God. This is in Hebrews 6. And then the next one is the, the, the teaching of doctrine or the teaching about the importance of the word of God in our life. And then the next one, which we're going to do some work on today, is the, of the teaching, the foundational teaching of baptisms. And, uh, and there are three foundational baptisms in the Bible that should take place at the start of our Christian life. And we see this in Acts. They, they, uh, it's like on the same day they received very often all three baptisms. And uh, the word baptism means to immerse. It, it speaks of total identification. And so when, when a garment is dipped into a red dye, it, it becomes red. It, it becomes one with the thing that it is baptized into. And it's a union, if you like. And so the three baptisms are, number one, the baptism into Christ. And this is done by the Holy Spirit. This is what happens uh, at the moment of salvation. You, are, you were baptized into Christ. We're going to talk about that today. And the second baptism is the baptism in water. And that should be done soon after, ideally, you're baptized into Christ. Because really, the baptism in water is you acting out and, and testifying to your baptism into Christ. And you're acting out what actually happened. Because when you were baptized into Christ, you were identified with Christ in his death, burial and resurrection. And so your baptism in water, which must be by full immersion, is an acting out of your death, burial and resurrection with Christ to a new life. And then the third baptism we'll deal with in the next one in this series is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is empowerment for, uh, for, for service, empowerment for ministry, power to share the gospel. And so Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Um, but today we're going to look at the baptism into Christ. This is the foundational one of, of all the baptisms. And uh, it's essential to understand our baptism into Christ because without knowing about your baptism into Christ, you, you, you can't really know who you are. Because this phrase, in Christ, comes up so often in many scriptures. It talks about who we are in Christ. You see, when you were born again, you received a new identity. You became a child of God. And all kinds of things are now true for you because you are in Christ. In fact, 1 Corinth, 2 Corinthians says, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. And, and what, what we have here is, is that Christ is our covenant with God. Christ died for us and on the cross he purchased 
every blessing of salvation and eternal life and every, our whole inheritance. And he put all of those blessings that he purchased in Christ, in himself. And every blessing is in Christ. And basically, when you accept Jesus as Lord, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes and he baptizes you into Christ. You've given the permission for this by receiving Jesus as Lord and then you're baptized into Christ. You're put into Christ. You're put into union with Christ. And now that you're in Christ, everything, every blessing that, that Jesus uh, accomplished for you is now yours in Christ because you're in Christ. Not because you've done anything, simply that you've accepted Christ and you are in Christ and now every blessing is yours. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. Ephesians 1 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. And so it's the key is to be in Christ, and that you are put in Christ by an act of God, by an act of God's grace. The moment you accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Christ, and you are forever changed. You're actually taken out of Adam and you are put into Christ. Now to explain this a bit more, and this is the foundation for your Christian identity, um, you, we need to understand that there are two kinds of truth, experiential truth and positional truth. Experiential truth is the th truth of things that you see, feel with your senses, it's the natural facts and feelings, it's temporal truth because it's subject to change. Positional truth on the other hand is not subject to change. It's what's true about us by virtue of our position from our birth. Whatever our feelings might be that change, our performance that changes, positional truth never changes. It's independent of how we feel, what we do, and so on. So, for instance, I have positional truth because I was born with a certain DNA. I'm I'm a, a male because of that positional truth. Uh, nothing I can do can change that. Uh, I'm a certain height and, and whatever. And so I received a certain amount of positional truth from my parents. But actually, before that, I received my positional truth from Adam. Because we're all born in Adam and we all inherit many consequences that we do not have the power to change ourselves. You see, Adam, as the head of the human race, he sinned, and when he sinned, uh, he rebelled against God, and as a result, he received the power of the sin nature, the curse, and, and death into himself. And sadly, all who were born in Adam were born into that same position before God as enemies of God, under the curse, and even under the wrath of God. And we received that simply because we were in Adam. Uh, and so we were dead spiritually. We were under the power of the sin nature, in the kingdom of darkness, and, and we, were, we are doomed to a terrible destiny, simply because of our position in Adam. And we inherited it by being born in Adam spiritual death and everything else like that. This is our positional truth in Adam. Nothing we can do by our works and rituals uh, to, can change that. 
Um, we were sinners by nature. We were sinners in Adam. We had no hope. But what Adam did in the negative, Christ did in the positive. Because Jesus became the second Adam and he became the new, a new representative man. That's why Jesus had to become a man, to represent us before God. And what he did on the cross is he cancelled out the old Adamic inheritance and, and, and cancelled out and reversed the curse of that. And in, as the representative man, he received, in the resurrection, he received every blessing. Uh, praise God. He was a new creation man. In the resurrection, he received every blessing from God, where Adam only brought failure upon us as the perfect man he now received every blessing on our behalf and now he offers it to us all we need to do is to move from being in Adam to being in Christ and then all the blessings are ours automatically because of our position in Christ so just as death came to all through our union with Adam so now abundant grace comes to all of us who are in Christ through our union with Christ. And so the good news is that we don't have to do anything because simply because we were in Adam, we were doomed. But now that we are in Christ, we have his righteousness, we have his life, we have his grace, praise God, simply because we are in Christ. The key issue is where are you located, in Adam or in in Christ. In Adam you're under the curse, in Christ you're under grace, you're under the blessing. And, and, and that's independent of your works. It's your position. Praise God. And so that's what Romans uh, 5.17, it says, by the one man's offense, Adam, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign through the one Jesus Christ. Through being in Christ, we have the gift of righteousness, we are made right before God, and we have the grace of God, enabling us to reign in life. And he says, so as sin reigned in death, even so in Christ, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So this is great news. Praise God. In Adam, we couldn't turn anything round by all our good works. But we have a chance to escape from that because God has provided a second Adam for us, a new representative head. Our only hope is to bow the knee to Jesus Christ as our Lord and receive him as our head. And the moment we do that, the Holy Spirit takes us out of Adam and puts us into Christ and we receive a new birth, we receive the Holy Spirit in us, and every blessing is ours. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be born again in Christ. And, uh, and so now, if you've received Christ, you were taken out of Adam. Now you still have a body and a sin nature that comes from Adam that will only be replaced in the resurrection, but you, the real you, is now positionally in Christ and now you qualify for every blessing of God and you have a new spirit. And that's why it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore if anyone is in Christ, the moment you're baptized, were baptized into Christ, you were born again. It says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold all things have become new. Everything about you now 
is new. You're no longer in the kingdom of darkness, you're in the kingdom of God. You're no, no longer under sin, you're under grace. You are changed. It, every blessing is now yours. All things have become new, and it says now all things are of God. Everything that you have now in Christ is of God, and your spirit now is of God. You are born of God. You're a child of God simply because you accepted Christ and then you were put into Christ. Hallelujah. And so Jesus lived a perfectly righteous life. He, and then he was fully accepted by God, his sacrifice. And then in his resurrection, that was God saying he accepts Jesus fully. And he wasn't just accepted for himself. He was accepted on our behalf. Anyone in Christ now is also fully accepted in Christ. Hallelujah. And uh, that's Ephesians 1.6 says, we are accepted in the beloved, in Christ. Christ was totally loved by God and we are accepted in Christ and we receive and we are loved in exactly the same way by God because Christ uh, has been accepted on our behalf. Praise God. And so when the, the baptism in Christ took place, um, let me go now to the key scriptures that talk about this baptism in Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, By one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Praise God. This tells us that it was the Holy Spirit. When you trusted in Christ, the Holy Spirit was the one who baptized you into Christ. And as I say, once you're in Christ, you're in union with Christ, all the blessings of the new covenant are yours. And, and he says, we have been made to drink of one spirit. The moment you are baptized into Christ, the Holy Spirit came into you and you, you drunk and you were of the Holy Spirit, you were born again. And it also says you were baptized into one body. We are actually the body of Christ now. So we're in Christ. He's the head, we're the body, but we're in union with Christ. Hallelujah. We're under his headship uh, because we received him as our representative head. Romans 6, 3 says, Do you not know that as many of us that were baptized into Christ Jesus... That's what happened at salvation. Were baptized into his death. So once you were united with Christ, you were also baptized or united with his death. And so therefore, we were buried with him through baptism, through the baptism into Christ. You were buried with him as well into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we might walk in newness of life. And it's basically saying, as soon as you were baptized into Christ, you died, your old man died with Christ, your, you were buried with Christ, and now through that identification, you are risen with Christ. And you have a new man that's now consists of the resurrection life of Christ. That all happened the moment you were baptized into Christ. The work of Christ was applied to you perfectly. Your sins were forgiven. You were released from the kingdom of darkness. You were made a new creation. Hallelujah. You, are, you were raised with Christ. Hallelujah. Um, he says that if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, we shall also certainly be his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That all happened at the moment you were baptized into Christ. You are a new creation. 
Galatians 3.27 says, As many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Hallelujah. So it says we were baptized into Christ and we have put on Christ and we are clothed with Christ and, and we are clothed in his righteousness and we are accepted by God just as God accepts Christ. Ephesians 4.4 says there is one body and one spirit just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. And so all Christians have one baptism. We share this baptism into Christ. The moment you're saved, you're being baptized into Christ. Now, there are other baptisms, but not um, the baptism in water and the baptism in the Spirit. But Christ not all Christians necessarily have those two baptisms. They ought to have them. But the one baptism that definitely marks out all believers is the baptism into Christ. Colossians 2.11 talks about it too. It says, In him you are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. And this is again, this is describing what happened at the new birth. You were circumcised by the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. Don't usually talk about this, but the body of the sins of the flesh, we talked about this earlier in the series, that this is a reference to the sin nature in the flesh. Now again, the sin nature is still present, but he's saying that when you were born again, your spirit was raised above and separated from that. See, before, your spirit came under the dominion of your sin nature in the flesh, but now you've been cut free, you've been circumcised, there's been a cutting has happened in your heart, and you've been separated, your spirit now is separated from the uh, that sin nature and is not under bondage to that sin nature you've been set free in your spirit that's what he's talking about and then he says that happened at your baptism not your baptism in water but your baptism into Christ he says buried with him in baptism remember Romans talked about how we were buried with Christ through in the baptism of Christ so buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead Hallelujah. So when you are baptized into Christ, you died with Christ, you're buried with Christ, you're risen with Christ, you're a brand new person. The old person, the old man is dead. The old life is past. You became a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. And in Christ, every blessing is now yours. And so, praise God, we are accepted in Christ. And uh, all we had to do is to realize that being in Adam was, was uh, nothing we could do to save ourselves because of positional truth cannot be changed. Um, I can't change my DNA. But God offers you a new birth. And when you accept Jesus as your head, uh, praise God, you were put in Christ and then everything that Christ did was applied to you. And in particular, the Holy Spirit came into your spirit and gave you a new birth. And you have a whole new destiny now in Christ. You have a whole new nature. You're a child of God now. And so you are united to Christ. You are in the body of Christ. And the difference is this. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, As in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. It's all about whether you're in Adam or you're in Christ. You might think, well, I've been cursed. But in Adam, yes, you're under the curse. But in Christ, you're under the blessing. 
in Adam all die, but in Christ all will be made alive. And because you're in Christ, you will have a glorious resurrection. Hallelujah. Not because of your works, but because you're in Christ. Hallelujah. In Adam, you, you know, you were a sinner. You didn't have to try to be a sinner. You were just a fact of your life. You couldn't change it. But now you're in Christ. You are righteous in Christ. You don't have to do, try hard to be righteous. You are righteous in Christ. That's your positional truth. And because you're righteous in Christ, you now start to need to live a righteous life. But your, your position is that you are now under Christ. You're under his righteousness. You're under grace. That's who you are in the new covenant. Now God says, okay, start living like it. Live out from the grace of God that is yours in Christ. But you need to realize who you are. You are in Christ. You are connected to God. You are united to God. You belong to God. And you have the right now to draw upon the grace of God in Christ and live a new life. Praise God. It's all, but we have to study the word of God to know who we are. You see, if we don't renew our minds, we will live like the old person. But Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will know the tr then you're my disciples indeed. And then you will know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. In other words, as you continue in the word, you'll discover who you are in Christ. You'll discover the truth of that, and then you'll begin to live that way, and you will discover a freedom. Because the real you is free from sin. The real you is victorious. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, He, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. So if you're in Christ now, you are the righteousness of God. So start living like the righteousness of God. That is who you are. That is your position. And even that is your nature because in your spirit now, God's righteousness has been imparted to your spirit. And now as you walk in the spirit, that righteousness will come forth. And so he says, realize who you are. Have a good look in the mirror of God's word. See that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hold your head up and start living like the righteousness of God in Christ. But it, God made you the righteousness of God in Christ by his grace. You don't make yourself righteous. God made you righteous. That's who you are. Embrace the reality of who you are and confess it with your mouth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's how you then start to conduct yourself. Uh, Galatians 3.13 says that Jesus became a curse for us on the cross. And he said, in order that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. And so if you, you are a Gentile or a Jew and you are in Christ Jesus, the blessing of God is upon you. You are blessed. You don't have to do a special thing, a ritual, or, you know, someone tricks you into giving an offering in order to get a blessing from God. No, you are the blessed in God. That's who you are. You are the blessed, and you are a blessing. Praise God. If you're in Christ Jesus, the blessing of God is upon you. The grace of God is upon you. There is no barrier between you and God now if you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You've been baptized into Christ. You've got to know your baptism into Christ. 
What it, that means is that you are totally identified with Christ in his death and his resurrection. Everything has been done for you. Hallelujah. Jesus took your curse. He took the judgment. And if you're in Adam, yes, you are under curse, you are under judgment. But the moment you were taken out of Adam and put into Christ, now you are a free man. And we just got to realize uh, and wake up to the fact of who we are in Christ. We're a new creation. The uh, old things have passed away. The new has come. Praise God. Ephesians says it like this, that um, because of God's mercy, even when we were dead, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace we've been saved and raised us up together with Christ and made us to sit together with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in Christ, the moment you were made alive, spiritual life was put in your spirit. Your, your, your spirit is alive to God. And also you were raised up far above principalities and powers and above the power of the sin nature. Praise God. You are, your spirit is free from sin and it's seated together with Christ. And that means you now have dominion. You now, your spirit has the ability to reign in life. You have received the life of Christ, the victory of Christ and the dominion of Christ. And so he says in Romans 6, reckon yourselves dead indeed to sin. Your spirit's dead to the sin nature and it's alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at, find all those verses that talk about being in Christ. Hallelujah. It says, Colossians, he's delivered us from the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom? In Christ. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. If you're in Christ, you have the forgiveness of your sins. You have your eternal salvation. You have deliverance from the kingdom of darkness. Satan has no right over you or your body because you're in Christ. And you can exercise authority in Christ because you're one with Christ. The blessing of Abraham is yours in Christ. In all these things, in all the circumstances of life, it says, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Hallelujah. God always leads us in triumph in Christ. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. If you can just meditate on all the in Christ scriptures, in him, in whom, you will discover who you are in Christ. That's positional truth. It's fact about you, who you are. Whether you've had a good day or a bad day, you are who the Bible says you are in Christ. We're looking at the foundations, how important it is to have the right foundation in your Christian life. And this series covers a lot of key issues like creation, evolution, the authority of the believer, what it means to be a disciple, uh, what the gospel really is, uh, the jubilee, and... Uh, some other fascinating stuff that I believe will, will deeply enrich your life. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk.
or by calling 01865 515 086.